And now let's get a closer look at some of these headlines and simple keywords with Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Happy Friday, Lena. Happy Friday, indeed. We've made it. <laughs> it's been a it's been a very quick week this week for some reason. Is it just me? Did you feel that way? It just went by very quickly for me. We, I don't know why. We had Monday off. We started on Tuesday. Ah, that is true. <laughs> just, just a friendly <laughs> reminder. Completely <laughs> forgot. Oh, oh man! Gosh. But it's not a bad thing yeah. that this week went by quickly for you. Although our producer yeah. each morning says, "Oh, where has a month gone?" And I look at the calendar uh, and I realize. It is the end of January. <laughs> I know already. Right? Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, it was a rather cold week. And uh, as we've talked about in the segment uh, several times before, winter season was projected to cause a bigger dent in all of our wallets uh, due to high heating costs. But the impact is clearly disproportionate. So let's start a conversation there. Our first keyword of the day. Record bills. So Korea plans to double energy vouchers and a discount of gas prices for underprivileged families to cope with spiraling heating bills. Can you tell us the details? Yeah, so as we've mentioned before in the segment, these uh, heating prices and gas bills, they've all been uh, almost doubled from uh, previous uh, bills. Now the subsidies are being adjusted as households are hit with the double whammy of cold weather and the higher gas prices. Uh, energy vouchers for roughly 1.2 million households living on government basic income will increase from 152,001 to just over 300,001 this winter. Also, the state-owned Korea Gas Corporation will increase increase discounts on gas bills for 1.6 million socially vulnerable households. These households are currently getting discounts ranging from 9,000 to uh, 9,036,001. They will increase between 18,000 and 72,001. So basically the discounts will almost double as well in line with the almost doubling of the heating uh, and gas prices. Mm -hmm. uh, President Yoon's economic secretary, Che Sang-wok, said, since the Russia-Ukraine war, gas prices have skyrocketed internationally and each country has gone through the process of bringing rates into line with reality, in his words. He added that Korea was late in responding to this in recent years. That's an apparent reference to the Moon administration's kind of reluctance to respond to earlier increases. There's been this whole bipartisan mm -hmm. argument over the rising prices as well. Um, the last year, gas prices for housing rose by over 42%, although the government froze gas bills in the first quarter of this year to alleviate the burden of heating costs in winter. Cho hinted at raising gas rates in the coming quarters without specifying the dates, uh, citing similar moves in other countries as well. Mm. Um, amid this bipartisan kind of bickering, opposition party leader Lee Jae-myung has proposed the government provides subsidies for high energy prices worth about 7.5 trillion won to support the vulnerable. Uh, meanwhile, Korea's imports of gas and coal hit an all-time high last year on surging uh, global energy prices. Um, uh, but the prime minister has shot down Lee Jae-myung's proposal as well, saying mm. uh, it's not viable for Korea. It is also looking into budgeting and whether that this is a realistic uh, solution going forward, right? It's not just about this year, next year, winter return. Will it be just as cold? Probably. So we should have yeah. a, a plan that is sustainable. So hence the back and forth. For now, uh, our bills will remain high. Thanks for that. <laughs> certainly will, unfortunately. All right, let's turn to our second keyword of the day. Positive growth. 
Finance Minister Chu Kyung-ho says the nation will achieve positive GDP growth in the first quarter of this year. His comments come amid gloomy economic data last year. So tunnel, uh, maybe a light at the end of the tunnel? Maybe, but uh, that economic data for this year or the beginning of it isn't really that uh, rosy to start off with as well. But uh, the finance minister does certainly seem to be a bit more optimistic than others. Uh, Now, if we look at the latest figures, the the economy grew 2.6% last year, according to an advanced estimate from the Bank of Korea. That's slower than... 2021's 4.1%, but in line with the BOK's most recent forecast, uh, the economy shrank 0.4% in the fourth quarter from the previous quarter. It was the first time the economy contracted in two and a half years. Uh, Chu cited China's reopening of its economy as the driver behind positive uh, GDP growth in Q1. And he also noted that Korea will gradually recover as we head towards the second half of the year on the recovery of the global economy and semiconductor industry. Um, Chu added that the government will focus policy on innovating regulations and offering tax benefits to help revive exports and investment. Uh, On the rising gas price issue, he said discussions would be made when deemed um, appropriate. Mm -hmm. So that is a possible hint that there are more gas prices uh, or rising of gas prices down the line as well. Um, So all these measures to alleviate the burden for the heating bills at the moment seem to be temporary at the moment. But of Mm. course, we'll have to see. All right. uh, We turn our attention to staying in the economy section, our third keyword of the day. Hyundai earnings. So Hyundai Motors posted a record high operating profit last year. That is despite uh, the economic difficulties uh, we've continuously talked about. So what's the latest and can we try to explain why they, well, they they beat a record, I suppose. High operating profit reported from 2022. Yeah, that's right. So it certainly did do well despite all those uh, tough uh, roadblocks. Now, the firm posted a record high operating profit of just under tr- uh, $10 trillion one last year as it sold over 4 million vehicles across the world. Uh, and despite the global economic downturn, Hyundai's yearly sales also recorded $142.5 trillion one. That's up over 21% on year to set a new high. Uh, with operating profit having shot up 47% on year to an all-time high for the whole of 2022, the firm said it was thanks to the strong dollar and improved sales of products with higher profitability. Mm-hmm. Now, a Hyundai official said the production has been increasing as the supply shortage of semiconductors improved. The official added that the stocks in major markets appear to remain at a low level, so the firm expects the pent-up demand to be steady However, the official noted that there are concerns about a decrease in demand due to business uncertainties such as geopolitical risks and interest rate hikes. Um, Hyundai has set a goal of selling 4.32 million cars and aims to reach between a 10.5% and 11.5% increase in sales this year. Of the uh, 3.94 million units Hyundai sold last year, 505,000 were eco-friendly cars. Among them, all electric vehicles made up for about 40%. The firm says it aims to sell 330,000 EVs, up 54% from 2022 uh, this year. Uh, The company certainly seems to be focusing its production on the electric vehicle markets, and it certainly uh, has been popular um, in major markets Mm. such as the U.S., 
they also make it announced in the regulatory filing as well that it plans to invest ten and a half trillion one this year to increase the number of vehicle products, uh, continue building the manufacturing plants in Georgia in the mm. U.S. as well as secure future technology. Um, in what it called a sustainable manner. Now, regarding the Biden administration's Inflation Reduction Act aimed at bolstering made-in-America EVs, Hyundai said it plans to uh, increase its leasing business as IRA incentives will be given uh, oh. for leased uh, EVs. So that's an interesting turnaround or maneuver around that IRA that Hyundai mm. um, is planning for the moment. But of course... Uh, when it does set up that plant in Georgia and possibly many more, then mm. those vehicles being sold in the U.S. will be American-made, possibly, even mm. though the, uh, the, the, the cars themselves are from a Korean manufacturer. But mm. uh, we'll have to see what other workarounds they will have with that IRA uh, in place. So those factories are definitely more a fundamental solution to address the limitations of the IRA. Leasing uh, for, I guess, a short-term goal is uh, kind of a finding a loophole in between. I gotta, I've got to say that's pretty clever. It is pretty clever. I and mean, of course, building factories is not, uh, you know, a, a month long process. It takes years <laughs> to build a factory. So, of course, it does mm. take time. So mm. what do you do in the meantime? Well, of course, Hyundai has uh, come up with such solutions. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. AI powerhouse. It's kind of an identity crisis. We've been a self-proclaimed the IT powerhouse for as long as I can remember. Korea is another major tech industry. We're seeking to become one of the world's top three AI powerhouses by 2027. That is a projection put out by the UN government. How does it plan to achieve that exactly? Yeah, uh, whether it is welcome news for those maybe fearing the uh, emergence <laughs> of AI and this whole kind of, you know, will AI take over kind of uh, phenomenon. Mm. Uh, but that's a, another discussion for another day. But uh, in terms of the development of artificial intelligence, the Prime Minister Handok Su said Korea will increase investments and provide more policy support to the field of AI. And he said the government will create demands for AI services in public and private sectors, as well as help AI firms increase their corporate size um, as well. Now, the government plans to help connect AI service providers with local businesses to create customized solutions uh, the government will also provide tailored services based on AI and data technologies by disclosing public data to the private sector. Uh, the government had previously also announced plans to, uh, to have 30% of local companies adopt AI technologies by the year 2030 to beef up mm. uh, competitiveness of local industries. The emergence of AI is... Um, of course, being uh, more prevalent nowadays, we can see it in our latest home appliances and technologies as well. Our washing machines are cleverer and smarter than they were before. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll certainly be seeing a lot more AI in our daily life. I guess artificial intelligence is such a big umbrella term. Sometimes we forget yeah. how it is. It is already part of our daily gadgets and gizmos yeah. and whatnot. Um, it's easing into our daily usage now. Taking over the job market entirely, that might take more years. So maybe the fear can be set aside for the time being. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who have, knows? You, have you heard Who an knows? AI anchor? It sounds terrible. So my confidence is that we still I mean, like the human touch in some sectors. Yeah, I mean, it's still, uh, yeah, of course, there are still <laughs> some jobs that can't be replaced with robots. So there is some solace in that, I guess. <laughs> Or that's what I have to believe for now. <laughs> Let's move on to our final keyword of the day. Korean Jessica Act. 
So Korea is pushing for a new law that prohibits sex offenders from living closely to schools. Uh, it, it, I guess, posed an immediate difficulty adopting Jessica law as it was because some cities in as South Korea are extremely dense. And so how do you uh, work around the limitation? So can you tell us the details of the Justice Ministry's plans? Right. So there's whole, that's whole, the, there's this whole question and balancing act of um, protecting kids as well as protecting constitutional rights as right. well. But uh, there's been that whole argument and a lot of, lot of social backlash on it. So I'll just get into that in a little bit. But in terms of the actual uh, legislation itself, Justice Minister Han Dong-un said he will push for a revision to the uh, anti-sex crime law as one of its five main projects. Now, if passed, the law would bar to, uh, child sex criminals and those convicted of repeated sex offence charges from residing within 500 meters of a daycare center, kindergarten or school. This means that sex offenders would not be allowed to live in almost all residential areas of big cities, such as Seoul, where there are about 8,000 mm. such facilities. Now, the target of this new law will be limited, though, to those who have repeatedly committed crimes or committed sex crimes against children under the age of 13. That is in consideration of basic constitutional rights, such as freedom to move one's residence. But some critics are still crying foul over what they say is a violation of constitutional rights. Some also claim it would be tantamount to double punishment, uh, but the Justice Minister disagrees. He said it is not a penalty regulation, but a backup measure to prevent re-offending, which therefore does not constitute double punishment. Now, after collecting more opinions from experts and reviewing the legality of the bill, the Justice Ministry um, plans to submit it to the National Assembly in May. Uh, the plan comes after recent social outcries over the release of infamous sex offenders, such as Chodosun, uh, who took up residence in areas with schools and other child-oriented facilities nearby that, of course, um, created a lot of backlash. Uh, the Ministry... Uh, also said it was modelled after Justice Good's Law, uh, which is a Florida act that mandates a minimum sentence of 25 years and a maximum of life in prison for the first time child sex offenders. It was named after um, Jessica Lunsford, a Florida girl who was kidnapped, raped and uh, eventually killed in 2005 by a previously convicted uh, sex offender. Um, so the Justice Ministry wants to benchmark that law. Mm. Now, the ministry is also pushing to root out drug-related crimes as well to launch uh, and to launch an independent administrative agency for immigration um, in the coming months. So there could be a possibility of tougher immigration laws as well. Mm. Uh, but those are basically some of the things that the Justice Ministry has planned for the country. Thank you for getting us all caught up, Aram, and have a safe weekend. We'll see you next week. You too. Stay safe and stay warm. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.